0: I don't know why anyone would want me dead. I was told that you provide a unique service.
1: I work with a cover, blend into the background so the threat reveals itself and then eliminate the threat. I hired you to protect me from those people and your plan is to have a drink? Are you slipping? So you think I let it get that far because I thought it'd be fun? You got over to the other side, (laughs) making the world safe for democracy.
0: Word of a give it up take the gun away from me guns are dangerous and i think i'm messing around
1: i ask myself why would he just put himself in front of one loaded gun after another i'm tired i missed lunch enough already are you crazy what is it is it the rush or some kind of weird penance and then it hit me because deep down he hopes that one of these days he'll get what he really deserves and the gun will finally go off get ready to move
0: you wore a vest where's my vest I'm You're crazy. Let's find out. I'd like a martini bar. Keep shaken and stirred. Meat <laughs> I work for the nerd herd he's going from super nerd today is going to be a very bad day we've got a new computer virus on our hands to super spy look something is wrong with me i'm remembering things that i shouldn't know
1: check those pictures that you saw were important with secrets if you saw them then you know them
0: you're telling me all of our secrets are in his head and he's saving the world I'm gonna go over there, rescue Sarah, capture Dr. Zarno, shoot anybody who gets in my way. So, in this plan, I basically do nothing? You're gonna stay right here. Let's do this. Sorry, world. What's your real name? Carmichael. Charles Carmichael. Chuck Bartowski. He's the secret. I defuse a real bomb. (laughs) Don't puke on the C4. She's the agent. I've been a spy all of five seconds, and I already have soy sauce on my shirt. Chuck?
1: Stop saying that you're a spy. You geeks are good.
0: Nerds, I would say nerds probably more. Another all-new Fox 8 Australian first. Shark starts Wednesday, April 1, only on Fox 8. Welcome ladies and gents, Mike Insing is back in the house and we are tackling two McG produced spy shows which are Human Target and Chuck. Human Target was on before Uh, Fox and it was often after something like House or 24, that's how I kind of got into it, I was like what is this, this Canadian produced thing, Danny Glover's a witness, what's going on here in the very first episode, there's a guy who's kind of like the equalizer or... I guess Liam Neeson and Taken. He's just going around and he's he can adapt to various situations. I guess you could say he goes by the MacGyver technique. And then of course I look it up and it's based off a DC Vertigo comic book. And there was like a previous like '90s adaptation by the same guys who worked on stuff
1: like Sentinel and other stuff. And... Yeah, Rick Springfield was in it. I never I, saw it. But...
0: Me neither. I I but yeah, I instantly in love with this. And the next thing you know, we get into Chuck and
1: I Chuck did just buy. A... I did buy the original, his debut in DC Comics. It was, I think it was an action comics. It was a backstory. Superman oh, really? was a main story and it was a backstory. They introduced the character and I was intrigued by it. And Very so cool. I knew about the character. And he shows, Christopher Chance shows up on like Arrow once in a while. I think so, yeah. It was CWC. Not, not Mark Valley, but the character, yeah
0: yeah it's like they couldn't get him back but they just wanted to play around with that and i did see that i was like wait what what oh that's right he is based off
1: a comic book now <laughs> the original concept was he would wear he would disguise himself as a person to be to protect them you know take their place and that that's why it's human charge. so they try to shoot and he knew how to, to dodge a bullet or whatever the heck it was but he would disguise himself as the character he was trying to protect and they they did away with that on the human target show he was more of a bodyguard
0: yeah Uh, yeah, an adaptable bodyguard for hire and they kind of go more into just kind of buddy movie territory where they just like uh, the smaller guy jackie girl haley's like the hacker and then she mcbride is basically like the front man who like picks the clients and then does like backup like he'll do the driving you'll let chance take out the trash
1: yep so yeah they did away the Mission Impossible used to do it all the time. They just—they'd just, they'd have a face mask, or even the Tom Cruise movies do that.
0: It definitely seems like it's going for that mentality. Just like this is yeah. like this—the adaptable spy team that poses as a—I don't want to say black market, but just off-color like bodyguard service.
1: <laughs> well, I, I looked a little bit up on the looked up a little bit on the Rick Springfield Human Target series, which didn't last long, and apparently he just. We play Christopher Chance, but then he disguised himself as the other person. But they just had another actor playing that person, so he was he wasn't even, you know. They just instead of wow, they pretend it was him. And I don't know. I I I have to watch the show, but I heard it wasn't very good. But
0: yeah, I guess we we got the better version of it then.
1: <laughs> I think the people that put that together created the Flash, the nineteen ninety yeah series, yeah so. Denny
0: Bilson and every, others they. Have uh, contributed scripts that became other blockbusters like the Five Bloods. You might have seen the show, The Sentinel, which was a wacky UPN show. <laughs>
1: Guy with Pet, all kinds was of it Pet Fly Productions? I think was their company.
0: Uh, think probably. Was... They they yeah. they've, they've written so many video games and what have you. And this was kind of refreshing because I don't know, it just the humor. The show was wasn't trying to be lowbrow and it wasn't trying to be highbrow. It was just like a perfect kind of popcorn. It was like, I I really dug the music. Uh, L Ray Network. Uh, Figures before they closed down, uh, were showing reruns, so I got a chance to finally see season two, let alone the whole series from the get go. Because I was I was a casual viewer, and each time I tried watching it, I just I ran out of DVR space, so I could never watch a full episode. Unfortunately, I just was like getting bogged down with all other kinds of stuff and beginning college. But, uh, I mean, like, like you say, it's like season one and two are kind of two separate ducks, in, in, yeah. Corners. now did the chuck crew come in on the second season when they revamped it uh it was just mcgee's company that pr- produced both but okay a, a okay. crossover would have been cool but yeah um because
1: they they really changed the whole format of the show they mean all of a sudden they brought in ilsa was it yeah so uh, yeah
0: so she's played by indora varmo years before Game right. of Thrones. everyone else knew her uh, on uh, rome and I, I, i'm not gonna lie she is annoying the first two episodes but i actually kind of grew to like her and i know that's not yeah popular to say because you understand where she's from she's got like a crazy like rich mafia family she's tried to avoid and so i like how they're all kind of just playing around just no one's trying to sleep with each other or just get into violent acts like it's pretty much just wacky clients and every yeah. once in a while chance has someone from his past who like disrupts the crew and he's just like boy howdy i just need some hard liquor after this is all done <laughs> yeah
1: um i yeah i'd like i'd like to better the first time i watched it i said well oh, they totally changed the show i'm gonna keep watching it but i didn't really the second time around i kind of appreciated it more because i knew what was coming you know
0: yeah because they had a some big show episodes but they were just like, trying to do a perfect mixture of just one case at a time, and then introduced, like, a twist that was, like, established in, like, the first two episodes.
1: <laughs> well, they had a big cliffhanger at the end of season one, and they kind of wrapped, it seems it like they wrapped it up in, like, the first six minutes of the show. Yeah. character got kidnapped, and they got him out of it, and that was it, And they because they told him in this new direction. Uh, yeah, were... very much
0: like Revolution and even other older 90s shows, like Martial I did kind of feel like they 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 wanted to just have that there to ensure that they got another year. And then at the same time that they wanted to just do a different voice. So yeah, when, when you look at it across closely, you're like, what was the big deal faking me out guys. But uh, I I think, yeah, I mean, this show could have definitely gone on maybe three more years. And unfortunately I think Fox just rescheduled it way too much. And I don't know why,
1: because there were a lot of fun guest stars. (laughs) There was, yeah, it was a, it was a gritty drama, that had a nice sense of humor. Baptiste was a great character.
0: Yeah, um, very much so. It was fun seeing some other people guest star. It, it pretty much for me became a spot the Star Galactica actor. There's Grace Park and even Trisha yeah. Helfer, Number Six herself, was in the first one. And
1: uh, for, yeah, I, I'm, I'm blanking. What, what's Decky Earl Haley's character's name again?
0: <sighs> His
1: character name. I have the notes, and yet I'm still. I should know screen. that. I watched
0: the whole series. <laughs> uh, okay, so for those who want to know, um, yes. Okay, so Mark Valley played Chance. G. McBride played Detective Winston, who's a former inspector who uses the San Francisco police contacts and is Chance's business partner. Guerrero is Jackie Earl Hick. Guerrero, okay, that he's was a good He's an ex yeah. assassin who went rogue and, and he's he was part ch- of the team. And he just has just the great just dry one-liners and Ames is a thief. Janet Montgomery, I like how she kind of incorporates herself into the situation. She's like, I'll still for you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, Winston would had little patience for uh Guerrero, but he put up with him and totally. you know.
0: I like how the old man was played by Armin Asante, the one who put together all the various organization of mercs, because he shows up also on Chuck as a totally different role, but I just liked how he's just playing up his whole, you know, foreign diplomat, you yep. know, meets a uh, career criminal persona, and there were some other fun ro- people on oh, here. Uh, uh, Lee uh, Major. Baptiste is played by Lenny James. That's who it was.
1: Yeah, and Lee Majors shows up as like the first Christopher. Christopher Chance is a
0: like, yeah, a, Chance like senior, a James Bond yeah. type.
1: It's like an undercover name. So and that, that was kind of a neat touch to have the six million dollar man show up you know, after mm-hmm. all those years. Oh, so. yeah.
0: They, they did a hell of a job with the casting there. Um I, I liked how they had the one guy like sent by the old man and it's none other than uh, uh Timothy Olmanson, who you might know as Lassie on Psych.
1: No, I never had much uh, psych, but Ah, oh, dude. Gotta watch
0: <laughs> if you want barney miller type humor just like gotcha gotcha uh, that is okay. the show all right uh, so i mean there were some other ones i liked how there was that private inspector tony hell you might know from uh who's also on chuck but you might know him as uh buster on rest of development As like that was wacky scene his dorky self uh the main guest star though that stuck in my mind even though she was like in one episode each season was uh Lenar Varella, you might know her from playing Nysa in Blade Two, and yeah,
1: you know,
0: she's the, you know, uh, former commando gal who's just like always East time chances in South America, like she's always meeting him there at the bar.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember her. Sure.
0: And in typical spy mode, like we'll give him a smooch and then slap the shit out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I love you, but you drive me fucking crazy." Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, they, they, they spruced they sp- up their headquarters for season two. And then now, what 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 years did this air again? It was on
0: uh, like 010 uh, to, uh, yeah. <laughs> 2010 2011.
1: 2011.
0: Yeah, basically 2010, 20, a little yeah. bit of 2011. Yeah, I could not believe it. But uh, yeah, Bear McQuarrie did the score. You might know his themes from... Walking Dead, Battlestar Galactica, and uh, Terminator sh- show around that same time. I think he I did a good
1: choice of violins. People, com- people complain that the theme song didn't work as well in the second season with the... With the uh, what is Tim Jones? They Bells? changed it or something. They did something to it. I mean, I Tim
0: know. Jones was scoring Chuck, so it made sense that they brought him on as the same production yeah. company,
1: but, but anyway. I don't know.
0: I um, like to complain because why not well,
1: I was I was wondering about the year because in the second season they had the they were throwing computer graphics around kind of like on iron man the movie Remember, tony stark would do that he'd be you know throwing screens up around in in the air remember that he kind I mean, of would they, do a bit of that yeah i wondered which which was first the iron man movie or Oh, Iron Man came out in 08. So, yeah. Yeah. The so they, they copy, it. They're kind of copying that. Yeah. I guess it's not a trademark thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got, you know, Layla, uh, the episode Lockdown, second season, she's kind of a precursor to Felicity, Felicity Smoke on Arrow, the computer whiz.
0: Oh, uh, well, see, I think that goes back to the blonde geek on Smallville, let alone uh, Chloe on 24 okay but yeah i mean arrow and this show i think definitely was 2.0 it was just popularizing it even further it's like see you gotta have a blonde you know brainiac you know witty (laughs) hacker chick who can hack into anything
1: which is not totally realistic but i don't well you never know i least, don't think anyone can
0: do any <laughs> realistic computer hacking because it's kind of like when hot wiring a car is like it doesn't happen right away you can do it It work but, that easy yeah so yeah it'll probably did, take yeah. 20 minutes and by then you'll be shot in the head by the assassin and yeah
1: <laughs> um, and they communi- just can't help themselves communication breakdown episode had a brutal ending involving ilsa i don't I, I put down, it was directed like the shower scene in Psycho, but I'd, I'm going to have to look at that. Oh yeah, because
0: sh- the, their plane was shot down by someone who wanted, I think, Ilsa and Chance dead, and that was an intense plane crash. I actually dug uh, the blue screen on that, because the blue screen okay. in like the first season is a little rough. Especially the one where it starts off with a incident on a plane, and you're wondering what's going on, and then it kind of ends a little anticlimactically. It's like, okay, well, we killed the assassin. Now what? But um, I, also, uh, Jonathan E. Steinberg uh, wrote for a few episodes of this. You might, if that sounds familiar, it's because he's one of the crafters behind the Old Man TV show with Jeff Bridges. But he's also was one of the co-creators uh, behind Jericho, uh, an apocalyptic modern day show as well as black cells. So all these guys pretty much are just their genre guys. That's why they kind of do this so well. They're just all about do just an exciting, just side divergence, basically just, it, it was always on at an awkward time. I think it would have worked better as maybe a Friday night show. If you don't want to go to the movies, you can watch this show and yeah. enjoy the slug fest. And then the witty
1: moments. And it's I, a shame it's a shame it didn't i wrote, i wrote these notes down when i was watching the show last spring <laughs> and i i've got a note here and just want to my last note on that show but the episode kill. remember the episode kill bob oh
0: yeah that's that's later on
1: yeah yeah there's a plot hole i said where's the discussion after bob is rescued from the second attempt with wife. I don't okay so I-
0: for those yeah it, it gets a little more they they get they do a lot so season one is kind of more help a client out right and, like the equalizer and then season two is pretty much becomes the buddy show where they're doing a little more what they like did maybe in free episodes of season one but doing more of that is like doing more like espionage more just breaking in uh stuff and yeah that one and the other one before that uh uh, when Guerrero got framed was just wild because like they were basically just yeah they're having to steal some like classified info and break into like some uh mansions <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I that that was wild and but yeah I, I I do agree like those last three episodes they do kind of abruptly edit and do a lot of montages and you're like whoa hold up hold up hold up I wasn't <laughs>
1: yeah i was following guy. this plot line where, what happened you know there, there wasn't resolution or something on that i guess you know i i, I you
0: know. guess some fox executive must have just run interference or someone must have gotten word that they were not getting picked up because or maybe they weren't and it just was coincidence they were going to explain it later on but that's a shame because oh
1: yeah there's several shows that got canceled and like the- Whatever happened to the castaways? Of course, you had TV movies, but <laughs> Gilligan's <laughs> Island. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, uh, there's a lot. That's of... the nature. That's the nature of television, though. Yeah, you get different writers in there sometimes, and or like, or the show gets canceled, and there's plot mm-hmm. threads left open. Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, I just watched Miami Vice all the way through in the last episode. They just turned in their badges, and that was the end of it. So.
0: Yeah, I was like, there's no better quick.
1: way. Yeah, that that show kind of got crazy in its last couple seasons too. I mean,
0: yeah, I actually went through a bunch of them recently, and it's like there's some episodes in like season one is like not quite there yet. I love how it ended. You're firing that machine gun a little too close to your witness's face. Just saying. Yeah. (laughs) Little bloopers. They
1: had an infamous UFO episode, and I, which just turned out to be. A dream, or was it one of those types? Oh, jeez, yeah,
0: yeah, years they, before X Files.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there was one where Tubbs got basically kidnapped by this ex Con that he busted, and then he re- supposedly reformed, and he was like imprisoning people in his mansion, and it just—it got really, some of them got really strange, you know. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I watched the entire run again
0: so uh, thank god dick Wolf learned from some mistakes there and did some better
1: work yeah <laughs> that was the 80s <laughs> but yeah human target is basically action bubblegum. gum I describe it oh
0: uh, yeah and it either sticks with you or it doesn't but you don't yep. regret it doesn't it leaves a good taste though <laughs> and
1: yeah i, and, I, I, so I wish it had gone up, on i wish it had gone on it was a good premise and yeah, at least, you know, the character does, like I said, the character does show up on some CW shows like Arrow and stuff once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, but then there's Chuck with Zach Levy in, how do you pronounce Yvonne Strahovski? Stra- Alf- Yvonne
0: Strahovski, yeah. So Chuck is a pretty cool Stra- thing. So Buy More, which is basically standing in for Best Buy.
1: Yep. Is, uh,
0: <laughs> all-know-it-all bunch of techs played by the title character, Chuck, and a bunch of other college dropouts. He gets infiltrated by... Uh, so, Sarah... Hold up. She works... Does she work for the CIA, or does she work for someone else? Okay, so... Yeah, he gets infiltrated by two spies who want... Who <laughs> have been assigned by the, the NSA and the CIA. She is uh yeah a former CIA agent and uh then Colonel Casey uh, who is uh uh, yeah he he's the NSA guy and uh, it's just so wild how uh the creators said in interviews and I remember just repeating that I saw only a little bit of it in there but yeah uh, so Yvonne Strahovski plays Sarah. She's basically a parody of Sydney Bristow on the show Alias.
1: And oh, okay. John,
0: John Casey was a parody of Jack Bauer from 24. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. I know, honestly, though, I think they become their own special characters just because the show is just yeah. fun, fun, fun. Uh, we... Would every once in a while miss episodes, and iTunes was now a thing at this point in 07. And just every once in a while, we just would randomly just put on episodes just to test out our HD like speakers and TV. And we did <laughs> it when, ironically when we got a new 1080 uh TV around like 2017. And we just were putting on episodes, the next thing you know, we're breezing for like a few different ones. Like, that's funny, oh my god. And so, uh, did you ever watch this with any friends and family?
1: No, I just watched by myself all the way through hbl max has the entire run so
0: oh that's right i got i got you on this one but um uh, so yeah robert duncan McNeil. that's right tom paris from star trek voyager was one of the head producers on this and directed a lot of episodes okay <laughs> but uh yeah chris Fedeck. so this was the brainchild of josh schwartz and chris vadek and this is where i chris vadek became very incorporated into my mind he's written for dc legends of tomorrow Okay. the serial killer mystery comedy project son and uh yeah scorpion which is a very similar kind of show just a bunch of hackers get together and go on missions it's crossed over with hawaii 5 and the ncis shows <laughs> that's not how big it is but um so he developed it with josh schwartz who was using trying to find someone to produce for his company he josh schwartz was like the youngest showrunner like he was like 25 when the oc got picked up by fox And they just needed another hit show for Warner Brothers. And uh, he, Chris Fadok says on his Apple page that Schwartz uh, uh, said that the idea of Chuck came from Fadok. They had both gone to college. Fadok pitched him the initial concept. Thought it was a real opportunity for a really funny show. uh, While uh, you know, Schwartz wanted that, and Fadak was actually thinking it could be more of a thriller, So they just talked back and forth, and it evolved from there. They came up with a fusion of both their sensibilities, and it was a fun collaboration. They said, <laughs>
1: That's "Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty violent for a. Um, it is wild how me. they do it. Like
0: they'll show like a blue mark, but not to where it's like gruesome. And so right. it's like you can show it to family. It's still thirteen, yeah, a- appropriate, and yet it's kind of." I, I really guffawed, like, I think around season four, they started having a few actors come in from, like, Community and Guest Star, I think. Um, oh, what What's their name? is like Shirley was in one, and then there was another one. Um, yeah, Danny Pooney, Ahmed himself. Ahmed himself was in one, and I was guffawing because it was like, I see, because Community is on before this, and that's another kind of cult show that NBC's, you know, NBC respected their fans at this point. They really wanted to keep people on. Yeah. they were just trying to figure out hulu streaming and other stuff and i i, I do have to say i do applaud most of the cast on this i uh, just uh the boss mark christopher lawrence i thought was very amusing you might know him as one of the psych wards in terminator 2 <laughs> uh,
1: okay, but yeah, yeah.
0: All, all these other guys is like they'd been in all other kinds of stuff and you kind of remember them mainly just for like their code names like just when Chuck incorporates his family into this and you know Ellie and Captain Awesome you know his yeah. <laughs> brother in law but uh then when they had like uh I I still recognize uh Bonita federiki uh who's the main like CIA gal uh, Diane you know with the colonel suit I just really fought at her and uh every time I see her pop up in something whether serious or comedic I'm like hey that gal and Hemin I mean, Scott Backleby, Chuck's dad, you know, spy dad. That was kind of amusing. Uh, Gary Cole from Office Space and you know Harvey Birdman himself was yeah. uh Sarah's dad. He was like a thief, and she somehow became a spy. And uh, there's all plenty of other just fun, fun stuff in there. Like uh Brandon Ruth, you know, from Superman Returns and you know Legends of Tomorrow, he shows up as Shaw, and it's just funny how at one point it's like he's having to make himself pass out and uh, they're like oh, okay superman We wake up i'm like oh, i see what you did there
1: <laughs> well yeah they had some dc references john Luricoy No, on it, there. it's not based on any dc characters though as chuck is, no is but the, it might some, as well but, the, they, but they, referred, they, they refer to the dc universe quite a bit oh, um really? so yeah it's a little more cartoony than human touch which is which is actually a dc human t- human touch <laughs> it's a spring yeah, human touch there's a show human, called <laughs> human target <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to write answer. HT all the time for when I was making notes on Springsteen. It was human htl HTLT, to human touch, like <laughs> So human, human target. I meant. Oh man, it's a I... little Chuck is a little more cartoony than human target.
0: All right. And There's then, even the then... one CIA handler guy, uh, Langston, who's played by Tony Todd. You might know him as playing Warf's da- uh brother on Star Trek, as well as been the Night of the Living Dead remake and other blockbusters like The Rock mm-hmm. and. Final Destination. Uh, tall, elder, deep voice, black guy. Um, he was often like assigning the missions, and he like, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah up yeah. in an explosion. Um,
1: yeah. I remember it. Yeah,
0: and sure. it's kind of funny how they just slowly revealed just all other kinds of just subtle stuff. They had Chevy Chase being a real slime ball there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I put down. Um, that- how many times in the series do we see someone seconds away from being discovered yet manage still manage to hide? They manage to hide,
0: yeah. and uh, so even and the there's show... always in
1: the formula I, almost every episode in the last ten to twelve minutes, it's like there's no way they're going to get out of this, and then they get out of it.
0: Yeah, and it's and... A,
1: it, but it's a fun formula to see how they did it. You know, it it it, it works
0: it kind of like burned notice it kind of just embraced the whole absurdity and then just went for it so if you take it as a nintendo 64 playstation kind of logic you'll have fun with it but there are times (laughs) where it's like yeah just just have fun but
1: but yeah it it works that's what i'm saying they didn't uh,
0: they didn't overdo it it, too much the fun of it is
1: like oh come on but then you you still you know you still like the fact that i was still a loyal you still don't know how did they do it though then okay okay (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) The creators said they were also inspired by The Office, and I think they do make good use of just all the Buy More employees, what haven't they done, and I like how they kind of change them up. Like, at first, when they start out, they're typical shit talkers, kind of perverted, and then they change it up to where they're actually trying to do, like, different things, like, host birthday parties. And they tie it in with, like, their business model. It's like, hey, those crazy spy guys who are following you, who you claim aren't spies, but we're on to you, you know, it's like yeah. how do you have them advertise for the store? And, of course, they have no human skills. So it's just, you know, uh, yeah. Sarah is but, always basically beating up every other guy who even, you know, <laughs> stares at her ass, and yeah, Casey is basically always growling and he's like, it's great,
1: but... Uh, well, that, yeah. What was her coverage? The first two seasons, she, she was like, was it the the Wiener Snitchel or something like that, <laughs> I think so. She was
0: always like at the hot dog stand next to the hot door. dog
1: stand, yeah. And that was a so coincidental,
0: they opened it up and no one thought to ask any questions. Uh, yeah, Yomani has gone on to do some pretty cool stuff. She was in the Tomorrow War movie recently, and she was also on Dexter and Handmaid's Tell. And okay, I, yeah, she was handmaid's Tale. And uh, Adam Baldwin, everyone knows from all kinds of blockbusters independence day full metal jacket ordinary people and there's been another blockbuster shows like firefly and the last ship x-files and i think this was all kind of a cool evolution for all these actors i mean zachary yeah. levi he had done some sitcom stuff and guest star stuff but i'm sorry he, you know so many people did not see chuck but when i saw him becoming shazam i was like i'm in i'm glad that he's finally getting to do a leading movie role <laughs>
1: They were gonna initially weren't they gonna kill Chuck at some point? The uh, I think so, even though that and they that kind of, how did that get resolved? They never they they just forgot about it or they didn't do it. They or... kind of
0: just did the whole someone will just have they they kind of went back to the whole board of is like okay they just can't get close to each other and even though we're gonna eventually bring them back together and I think that's what um, my sister mainly loved. Uh, oh what's his name matt bomer from white collar you know uh the bryce guy oh
1: okay they're yeah. in a love
0: triangle and then he gets killed in like a car wreck oh the one assassin.
1: that gave truck the
0: yeah you think he's dead in the first episode when retrieving it the, inter- the intersect still, you
1: gave him the intersect okay he gave him yeah. the
0: intersect which so to describe this to other people it is kind of like the matrix or johnny demonic <laughs> it's, it's a cyberpunk thing is like he just is able to assess all this stuff it's kind of funny much like psych it's like you know, the guy is just too brilliant and he can write it off however he wants it but it is so f- amusing how you just look forward to is like seeing who's going to identify as someone who's probably means trouble <laughs> and have the time they always they're just not subtle at all they're just always coming in to just assassinate him at the freaking store and you're like they could just wait afterwards instead of <laughs>
1: Way in the parking lot, exactly. Oh,
0: Jesus, yeah. worst hitman school ever. Um, uh, what did you think of the other recurring guest stars? Like, they had the mummy guy as Vincent Arnold Voslow.
1: You might have seen him in a bunch of things. Um, i remembering that one. Wasn't uh, Paulie from The Sopranos on an episode? Yeah, yeah, that was
0: pretty yeah. funny. And then it's like next thing you know, they're talking to him. Next thing you know, they're dead. <laughs> they're like, whoa, yeah, just got into a messy crime scene and.
1: And I it, think the the Fed that was working with um, Pussy on the Sopranos, he, that actor was on there too. Yeah, Louis Lombardi, I saw him on here. Yep.
0: He was Edgar on 24. And I it was just cool to see a lot of these guys. There's all kinds of guest stars on here. They had Stone Cold, Steve Austin as like a recurring assassin. Um uh even freaking Robin Gibbons of all people was on here, but um Ray Wise, you might know as Robocop, he was a recurring guy on season four but um
1: well uh his dad um quantum leap um right scott Bakula was there Um, and his mom is from the terminator movies yeah linda hamilton this was a cool role for her
0: and i I love how in the opening like season four premiere like she's getting away from her captors and lo and behold dolph lundgren is like the main head of the merch. yeah and (laughs) This was when the Expendables were becoming bad. So like season four did have a few other funny episodes, like where they show like some of Casey's old uh team trying to kill him and is like none other than like Batista and Eric Roberts. <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> we'll return after these messages.
0: Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host, Ray, ignore anything important happening in the outside world, and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at ShonenFlop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. They did some Breaking the Fourth Wall kind of episodes once in a while, too. Uh, that was kind of a cool ch- choice. Uh, Hannah was kind of a potential like love interest for Chuck, and, you know, yep. that was Kristen Krug from Smallville, Los Slane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Uh, season five, I think the highlight for me was definitely seeing uh, Gertrude, uh, who's kind of hanging out at the Buy more and kind of a love interest for Casey. And she's played by, you know, Carrie Ann Moss, who was Trinity and Matrix. But after all, I, I just got to say, season five did kind of lose me after a while, especially when they had freaking Bo Derrick as, um, what's it, his name? Um, uh, Morgan's mom. Was Morgan, like, yeah, that's morgan didn't get enough attention and then when he finally got attention it's in like the later seasons and season four i kind of just got through it just because lauren cohen uh this was after she had done supernatural and before um walking dead uh she was on a similar show very much like this believe it or not called a uh, whiskey cavalier which had even a few chuck riders on it but and season
1: i noticed something else in season five of it there's a lot of disturbing violent scenes against Sarah. She got beat up quite a bit. It was a little over the top I thought
0: i I do recall a bunch of interrogation episodes yeah there were, yeah when, there'd even be, i mean when I, she thought got, was a little,
1: I thought it was a little too much for that the, that the tone of the show you know
0: yeah, that because that's just it like when they got serious, you only wanted it when. Like, it was amusing and season-free and yet serious at the same time when, like, their house, like, uh, Chuck basically gets his sister and, you know, in-law out of the house. They reunite with Dad, and yet they're kind of on the run briefly. They got to uh, hang tight and just report that we're not coming into work, you know, and explain later. But uh, it was cool to see them on the run from the Assassins. But then, yeah, like you say, later on, they kind of didn't balance the elements as well they had some way i don't know why i just thought the edits were also a little cheaper too like just like they are doing a lot of quick zooms and everything and it just looks like a video game it's like yeah it's kind of not what i you can edit these action scenes so much better
1: (laughs) yeah and i I wrote there's a great denouement um chuck against sarah's quote mentor unquote that was her. i guess he Well, in
0: some of the other bosses that would come in, it would always be very amusing. Uh in in an off-color, like dark, like as dark as it got was they would sometimes be killed by the assassins, and then it was just, huh, I wonder why they didn't come into work the next day, you know. It was a way of writing them off and making it off color funny. But yeah, the for the most part in in the first few seasons, if Chuck got captured, he was using comedy get to get out of it and stall before, you know, Sarah or Casey rescue him. But yeah, then yeah he's like sarah gets tortured in one episode and then like casey like falls off a ledge in season four and he's like how did he even survive that oh i remember that yeah <laughs> and that was a little <laughs> just sudden like he's listening in you thought, on
1: you thought the character was done yeah And then,
0: he was listening oh. on a conversation and you're like eh, okay it's a little more serious <laughs> than i would like but yeah season four i pretty much got through it because again hamilton was awesome as the Mom and got to do some dry lines, and Timothy Dalton. You got freaking James Bond from the oh, that's right, yeah, as Volokov. And so, yeah, Lauren turned- Cohen is playing. It's the- gonna
1: be a spoiler, he turns, he turns out to be a good guy eventually, right? For him,
0: yeah, it's like yeah. for it's like when he's first introduced, they didn't do a good job introducing him because you're like yeah he's clearly playing you guys for fools you guys were born yesterday apparently <laughs> you've had three years of this and you haven't caught on and he got away and the next thing you know he's like yeah i'm doing it for my daughter vivian who he's trying to turn against uh chuck basically he's like he wants her to basically kill and she just finds chuck charming so she doesn't kill him <laughs> it's
1: just, it's just camp. There, was, there was a scene with um sarah's ne'er-do-well dad it's like he was like a con artist and he was like involving her in his cons when she was a young young kid and stuff like that. But there's something involving a piggy bank that kind of made just you know kind of touching scene. It he, was
0: kind of fun. He yeah, he
1: gives a, a piggy bank to her at the end of the episode or something, and in it, I forget it had the money that she got for. Him. I forget. I'd have to watch it again, but it was kind of touching. I thought they ended the episode nice with that.
0: Oh, dolly! You remember Jill in season two? Played by Jordana Brewster, Fast and Furious chick.
1: <laughs> um, I don't watch. Brunette-haired with the glasses. Okay.
0: She was like the hacker gal in like season two, and oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was both interesting. Then after a while, I was kind of like, yeah, she's unfortunately becoming a plot device. It was like eventually everyone. Yeah. So basically, this just this whole show basically follows the whole Scarecrow and Miss King kind of formula. <laughs> like, right normal jo- um, average joe and a spy fall in love and they're not gonna get together and...
1: two finale didn't have a big shootout at a wedding or something
0: that was outrageous It's is like yeah it's all happening outside and they're since they got silence pistols no
1: one notices <laughs> okay. yeah well mm. I, I thought it was, rem- it was reminiscent um when max and 99 got married on get smart they had a big shootout during the wedding too and i think it was a throw i, I, I would i wouldn't doubt that it was a callback i
0: kind of felt like john learquette's character montgomery was kind of like the Maxwell smart yeah. of The show is like he was kind of referencing that but yeah it it was wild
1: <laughs> well in in the get smart if chuck is kind of like Maxwell smart and yvonne is like 99 because she was the smarter of the two he's kind of the doofus yeah. you know so it's, it's got it, elements of everything. I, there's a little Get Smart element to that. You know, that get that Smart, Scarecrow, Miss King, two.
0: a little bit of yeah. the weapon. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. even fun spotting the bloopers every once in a while. When Chuck is first having to land a helicopter, you can totally tell it's a dummy in the copter. <laughs> there's no way they're letting <laughs> you know, land that. But don't look at it too long and just go with it. But yeah,
1: it's... Yeah. Well,
0: it's it's, it's fun, TV. Yeah. Fun, it's fun TV. Show.
1: Oh, man. There's so many bad people in Burbank. It's kinda of like murder she wrote always murderers out in... <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have that would have been amusing
1: <laughs> well, they did a a die hard take too when they that was drunk.
0: hysterical having Powell and the actual actor uh original Bill Johnson come back to play him, so yeah, oh, uh, that's very right. welcome, Chuck is kind of in the diehard, here.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: although that well, there' episode... a
1: theory that that whole that that cop um from die hard plays the same character in the tv show it's it's all it's it's all the same somebody i saw that online somewhere that somebody theorizes that he's all the same the family character.
0: yeah because yeah. he's a cop Original bell johnson always plays a cop and then by that yeah. logic you can say maybe the uh cell guard and ghostbusters or the detective in turner and hooch is also <laughs> original <laughs> bell johnson universe um yeah that episode was overall fun i kind of didn't like how at this point this is before sarah is told chuck you know i'm a spy i'm spying on you i can do awesome stuff and uh that's when they have to talk about their trust and everything and michael rooker was his usual self playing a traitorous villain but there's a lot of fun villains i like how even casey has to come confront like his mentor who'd like trained him and it's robert patrick freaking you know t1000 <laughs> <laughs> yeah and by and that same year i had seen him on like a ncis episode playing a bad apple <laughs> was such a big character they even they didn't bring him back but they had him like mentioned on like a few other like uh photo crime photos in, like another episode I'm, like she's he's going to town he is the colonel he's he was on the unit so he's got to play a colonel now <laughs> Um. Yeah, who's your favorite character? Would you say in this fun show?
1: Uh, I kind of I mean, got a, I kind of got a crush on Yvonne, but that's that's a little.
0: Well, thing. yeah, I think
1: everyone did. <laughs> everyone yeah, did. everyone, everyone. I,
0: <laughs> I couldn't believe that she was a Australian actress. I was like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they hide the accent. Yeah.
0: And then just seeing her play. It what's so funny is she just was appearing just all kinds of movies and shows at that time, like this kind of elevator career. And then next thing, you know, I know people who like just knew her from all other stuff. They knew her from like doing some cartoon voiceovers. Uh, She was in killer elite with Jason Statham briefly. And uh, I had pals who were gamers and they knew her as playing Miranda in the mass effect trilogy Mm -hmm. games. It was like, so, and the character even looked like her. So they especially had a crush, but it was just so funny how um, just, you can pick any character. They're pretty much all agreeable. Like, yeah. They're not to where they're just too jerky to where you're like, I just can't get behind them. It's like uh they all have just surprising elements, and when they reveal their surprises, you're like, That makes sense. I knew something was off about you tell me more.
1: <laughs> well, Zach Levy, I mean, he does a great job too.
0: He, um, he did so good. Um, all his actors were just perfect castings.
1: I thought his sister was kind of um the character was kind of um uh, what's the word not, not annoyed just kind of full of herself it's always about
0: her you know well that's but, kind of what was fun she's basically the valley girl who's been successful yeah. and then you get to know about her and i i, I get fun when they showed like the flashback to her and captain mayhem's like i don't know captain awesome's uh first uh wedding
1: <laughs> well then <laughs> i think you you find more about more about them as in their childhood where she kind of took care of Chuck so you kind of understand why she's kind of annoying, well, and it, you know?
0: It, it, isn't it wild, though, how it's like when they show her in-laws and, you know, they introduce it to Awesome's parents and they're none other than Bruce Boxleitner and Morgan Fairchild and they're like, of course, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I just thought it was just kind of fun how, like, Awesome just like was just so... He had it all. He's like the rich doctor. And yet at the same time, he's a little uh shallow minded at times. And then yeah, it's like Ellie is just kind of over controlling for Chuck. And then sometimes realizes later on she hasn't bothered to actually ask uh, you know, Chuck what he wants to do with his life. And he's like, Yeah, you should probably do that before he offers some advice. <laughs> he's not a loser, he just happens to work at the Best buy store making decent living.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jeff uh, and Lester were fun little sidekicks too. And fact, he...
0: What season was it where the buy more kind of got burned down partially? Like it had some damage.
1: I can't remember. There was Wait.
0: one where it's like can't cover it up. It blew up. <laughs> we were we were away.
1: <laughs> oh then then it was away, then it was fine the next episode
0: yeah or at least two episodes down it's like they just had to cover it up it's like someone's paying for that we'll just take the hit you just because that's where the fun really does become because sometimes the assassins will be very sloppy and they'll have to their job will basically be to distract customers or just put up the closed early you know sign and uh, it it's a lot of fun mayhem like you say and I did like Jeffrey and Lester's back and forth stuff, you know, Vic said well then Je- had some Jeff recurring roles. Pretty much
1: on. went to prison for trying to kill him with with the gas because he didn't he, he realize he was inhaling um uh gas fumes or something, and that's what made him kind of dopey. And then he he straight on then he went he wanted him back that way, so he was like piping gas into the room. Remember that? And then he found out about they sent they sent him to prison.
0: Oh Jeff? yeah.
1: it's like but then they got back to their friends again you know (laughs) yeah totally it was
0: was so wild how they just slowly kind of got in on it slowly 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 it's like okay can't cover up anything now and they had some good just back and forth rapport and it helped that a lot of these guys had been at part of the groundlings and just comedy store and just other just LA improv scene. So they just had that kind of just reaction that just reads well instead of trying too hard to be funny. Yeah.
1: Uh, But yeah, I think the series was, I think it was at its best late in season three, right in the middle there. Oh, totally. Um, The storyline was really good. uh,
0: I didn't really even tune in for like the finale, but when I did, like I saw parts of it and I was like, and when Giovanni was doing like press release for, uh twenty four she was like we're still talking about the Chuck movie. I'm like, I doubt it. It's past its <laughs> prime now. But I would love a reunion movie, but it's just too late now. It's just
1: yeah.
0: it was one of those I think, don't mess with it. I think after like season three, just no one could keep up with it after a while. And the I, li- like,
1: I like the did you you did you watch the final episode, right? Yes. <laughs> so I like the ambiguous way down that's kind of like will they or won't they get back together and it's up to the viewer to think for you
0: know that's yeah. something you
1: can talk about with people that watch the show and I think I get bad. I don't know, you know I think it just
0: went two years a little too long but I can't blame it I, I don't regret a single moment of, of what joy it was of what light laughs I even my grandmother watched this show it was just one of those shows she, you know she and my uncle you know her son you know would often do TV. Watching parties at our house and vice versa, we come over to their house and watch a bit of everything. And it was always kind of a nightmare sometimes because, you know, my uncle wants something that is very lighthearted. He, you know, unless it's Star Wars, he doesn't want anything that's depressing or sad. And he would compromise every once while. He's like, okay, I'll do NCIS. Okay, I'm not doing CSI with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need a little bit of everything, and uh, I can't do some of these other violent shows. They're just too much. It's just stressing me out. Um, and so it was wild how yeah this was just fun because just the villains would be very over the top that they invite the campy moments and uh there would be just like you say like human target was doing the outrageous hacking and this was doing it better in terms of it's like this is going to be insane but you're just your jaw is still going to drop even though it's going to be outrageous and unrealistic because it's still going to keep you in suspense <laughs> and like uh when they first even meet freaking uh um, I think Hannah in one episode they're having to like stop a plane from like going out of control. It's like this computer's been hijacked It's like shapes.
1: <laughs>
0: and that all the words fortunately Chuck can do like again, he's like, I love how like even when they in season three, when his dad gets taken and they're infiltrating like the secret quarters of NSA, is like they practically play a born identity theme. I was like, that is awesome. And even when they're doing all the fight scenes and you know he's gonna win they're kind of still just fun and
1: right
0: uh my, my co-host john actually just got into it because i think this is just a dad show because i kid you not his dad was looking for something to watch and his dad had like seen parts of it and just started binging it just now on HBO max so hopefully there is an afterlife for this show mm-hmm. and it got some nominations and wins by even tv guide and saturn and teen choice noms so I'm glad that some people were watching this. I wasn't watching those channels at that point or keeping up with yeah. them.
1: Um, I, I noticed um, there's a lot of episodes where Chuck is kind of doing a Columbo where you think he's just Columbo's big secret was he's investigating these murders and they don't take him seriously because he's kind of a doofus. And yeah, yeah. He, he, he turned and play Chuckle play. do that too. You think he's okay, you, and all of a will turn the tables on him. And you realize he's doing sneaky spy stuff on him, and he caught him. You know, right? Kind of like he, he, he nabs him by playing the dummy. You know, and so <laughs> that was kind of a neat, neat part of that character.
0: Oh yeah, uh, that and they were just so good at being just dry one minute and then <laughs> unpredictable <Yep>. the next.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh Mark it was fun seeing Mark Hamill show up in season five. I think he I think he's in
0: that was wild. And I remember my brother just got was like, that's freaking Luke Skywalker. Man, he got fat. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well he played like a, a mobster, wasn't he? Or,
0: yeah, in like yeah. another country, and he's just <laughs> you know, his usual evil Mark Hamill self.
1: <laughs> I'm just seeing what else I got. They did a... the Bo Derek episode I thought they did a momental. Me- parody the movie memento
0: yeah it was kind of a who's who who killed who
1: <laughs> yeah um there's a funny line it's out of context i can't remember I, I laughed out loud when i saw it the line is are there any more donuts somewhere in the middle of the series it it, it just fit the scene are yeah there more donuts i i, I wish i i wish i knew what it was now but if if you they see the... were
0: so good at that though. They were so, always have just this, uh, I'm on of donuts. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it had something to do. It just, I don't know. I have to. A season two. It's in season two, episode six, if you want to look it up. So why don't you want to wait for that line? Are there any more donuts? Very, yeah what else have i got i, here? I
0: think that was just it it's like someone kept stealing the donuts and then that was kind of the thing is like they meet at a donut store and that's where the bad guy was or some shit like that <laughs> oh and I, and how can the feds have different.
1: hiding place how can the feds have hiding places that buy more and jill's place of work etc and and get away with it all that the whole time nobody yeah finds them out. they well morgan fine finds them out but
0: thank god it's a comedy you know it's just yeah but it's it TV.
1: Yeah, it's TV. TV. Yeah, <laughs> Casey, uh, it took took me a while to like Casey, but then he, he grows on you. Yeah. I think you yeah, said the same thing. Yeah, he's too
0: much of a hard ass in the first season, where you're just like, yeah. shut up, let me do, yeah. let me run around full. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, then, it's a winning combo, even when it kind of just runs out of steam, even when it's not perfect. It's just it, it's just really just it makes you just smile. It's just that kind of yeah. show.
1: Yeah. Well, joy, I enjoy. I watch the whole thing, uh, you know, almost every day. For oh man, you were sending me so
0: many texts. I was like, I know what episode you're on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the yeah, buy more is obviously the Best Buy, and then the nerd herd is you nerd herd is a planned Geek Squad, you know, and
0: playing Geek Squad. I liked how they did that. That was an invite to basically incorporate all the other quirky, weird yeah. geeks into the whole crowd, and they would always have something kind of funny going on during the thing that they were trying to avoid a catastrophe from happening but uh i'm with you like it it's a kind of show where like you say you you never feel left out like there's always uh reminding everybody here's what this is happening and they would just always characterize him so if let's say casey and uh, uh what's his name who I would have to say is my favorite character uh Morgan you know they're playing video games right. and they're not leaving you out of the fold and it's like mm-hmm. see I get it this is funny because they're reminding everybody is like here's a guy who's not doesn't have socially acceptable behavior because he's a spy he's you know he's been brainwashed and everything and then here's a Morgan who's a geek who doesn't have any friends and he's finding an unlikely friend
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, but yeah, they do plenty of other stuff. They they always had the intros down where it's like, whoa, what's going on here? It was never <laughs> taking its time to where you're like, okay, wh- what what does this factor in? I-, I did like the boss, Big Mike, because he would always he's kind of standoffers again, kind of like Casey the first season. Then after a while he's like, Hey, you guys are cool. <laughs> you're my
1: friend. He had that that Marlin up in his office and that and it kept breaking and they'd fix it again
0: a thousand percent. yeah. And yeah. <laughs> at, at, he would always at first, he's kind of mean to everybody, but then he he just ends up being their friends instead of just being the jerk who assigns them to a shift that you know is gonna be very crazy or be overburdened with, you know, especially when they're doing like tech expos and other stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're 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 always looking forward to it because you know it's not going to distract from the laughs. It's just gonna. Make their life a little more complicated. they like, yeah, we're we got this big store opening event. We got to advertise and sell this amount of products. And lo and behold, the guys who want Chuck and Sarah dead happen to be at this expo as well. You know? Yeah. It would go. It would cut around the formulaicness by just being very amusing with, uh, just how the shit would hit the fan. You're like, oh, okay, I see.
1: <laughs> I got a note here. There was a nice kung fu like. Remember the TV show Kung Fu? Yes. Was it... There's a nice Kung Fu like flashback when Chuck finally gets Shaw. So I don't remember.
0: Yeah, yeah, he Shaw is like teaching him how to be like a badass or some shit. And okay. Even Casey has one episode where uh what's his name? Oh, you you would know him. Um uh uh, his name is... God. Uh, but yeah, I think the episode was called The Sensei, and there's this... Carl Lumbly, that's who it was. Yeah, he was on a Firefly episode, and okay. uh, he was on Alias, and he was the voice of uh, Martian Manhunter in the Justice League cartoon, but yeah, you you know him from Doctor Sleep, as well as one of the cops, Marcus, on Cagney and Lacey. And I I just loved how he just uh in fact remember he's uh, uh he's bradley uh in Falcon on the winter soldier oh okay
1: yeah
0: yeah so he's used to playing sensei's and friends but i love how he yeah. just starts off in case he has like all this grown-out mustache <laughs> and he's just karate chopping this shit out of him with like a giant stick <laughs> He ends up being the big bad who like wants Casey dead or something or wants him to come back or some shit. But yeah, I know I've he's an underrated character actor and uh I just love how uh just all these guest stars were just so well chosen. Like uh, even if they were just doing basically like you say, just kind of a playing up another character like the lot Quick characters basically I remember they make fun of the dirty martini joke you know that the james bond has and i love how they were joking is like you got to start it this way and do it that way and it's like he just gives all this other dating advice to morgan and morgan is like oh you're so cool and i just uh <laughs> uh my my father was, and butter were even guffawing back in the day because you're like yeah is that actually a thing i'm like well even if it isn't it should be
1: <laughs> there was um i got a note here that season four, episode one, there's a Seinfeld reference. Vandalay Industries shows up. (laughs) And also, the Chinese menu clue in that same episode is very QAnon. So I was wondering if if the QAnon guy was a Chuck fan. So... Now that's got me, I can't remember what the...
0: I wouldn't be surprised if some conspiracy asshole took the show out of whack and thought it was legit. It's like, guys, it's a fun show. Yeah. But that's uh, wild. I think I do vaguely recall the Seinfeld reference and everyone brought it up. Yeah. It was like,
1: wait, what's going on? Oh, 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 oh I see. <laughs> yeah, you have to look back. I'm going to have to look back at that episode. There's something about the Chinese menu clue. I put very QAnon, so maybe I was just reading about QAnon at the time. But
0: Maybe they just randomly took the logo because they thought it was cool and said, hey, uh, utter idiots who were trying to brainwash
1: will love this. <laughs> I also put down when Chuck's hair gets thinner about season four, or so, does, so do the plots. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and... Oh, then wasn't the general at the Bymore for a while, and then they just kind of abandoned that? She wasn't there anymore? Early in season four, she was, wasn't was there anymore. Yeah, the mom kind of, been, I
0: think Linda Hamilton had a crazy schedule or something. I, know, yeah. I can't imagine why. Maybe she was at a convention. I don't know. I can't imagine what she was more busy with, but maybe she, and, it was long hours, and she needed some time off. I don't know.
1: Yeah, later seasons are more farcical. Is that the word? Farcical more Definitely. of a farce yeah it yeah. starts
0: out as a farce but then it becomes a little unintentionally yeah. funny in some areas too so just can't help itself
1: and also in later seasons we're a fan of cat fights <laughs> it's a lot of
0: no, i always nothing. had that but then there yeah. were times where sometimes it got to be a little too much of a guy's show for me what is like they'd have all these fantasies and i'm like oh okay you get away with it because it's your comedy but seriously
1: yeah the in the in the uh me Too movement, it, I don't know how much they'd like that, some of the early shows, especially... Yeah, you know, yeah. I think they would skip past
0: those. I think they get away with it, because again, it's being funny, and it's not Yeah. writing them, but at the same time, it would still be...
1: Yeah. Apparently, Morgan references Human Target in Season 4, Episode 6. There's a human. He says something about a human... So you're a human target? And I was... I was wondering if that's about the same time Human Target was season
0: I wouldn't uh, deny it McGee was producing both these shows he was best known for the Charlie's Angels movies and Terminator Salvation so yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he was just the writers were all working together in the same room and said hey how about we work in a reference (laughs) yeah because similar shows And uh, I think what they missed out on they could have done a David E. Kelly Dick Wolf thing or even a St. Elsewhere thing where they could have had characters appear on the other show and that way, either network could have gotten some decent ratings. But I think everyone's just got a more stricter. Is like nothing can be on another network. It's all got to be on the same thing, which is a shame. But uh, I do feel like it is kind of an unofficial community crossover just by having those two other, you know, Shirley and Ovid make a appearance. And it's like obviously they're playing a different character, but are they? Because it's not too much different from the personas we know them from. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm about done here. Uh, Yeah, this has
0: been a delight having you on here. Uh, What can we? What are you working on now?
1: In retired life, (laughs) um, I might get a part-time job at the library just to pay down a credit credit card. But I used I worked the library in high school, so I also a couple quick notes on Chuck yet. I Chuck versus Phase Three, Season Four, Episode Nine. I put my favorite so far of the season: Kidnap Chuck, Sarah, badass, dream sequences yeah
0: I'm uh, going to space was uh,
1: a little much. <laughs> Chuck versus the push push mix. I put great <laughs> twists, great twists on that one, so plot twists, I'm assuming, yeah. and there's a <laughs> oh apparently in the background, there's a the flash rebirth uh poster on the wall. In the there's a lot in the of middle.
0: wacky posters, yeah,
1: <laughs> another d c reference, yeah. So anyway
0: it's been great having you on here
1: (laughs) yeah um i'm actually uh i picked up a book through amazon um rock song index 7500 songs of the rock era 1947 to to 2000 i'm going through them all and recording them all (laughs) it's gonna take them gonna take a while (laughs) gonna be a while (laughs) but it's it, it goes it goes every year and then just what what this guy considers rock songs. That was it's, it's kind of a fun project I'm working on right now. Besides recording cool. podcasts like yours and others. So, anyway, very cool. I guess we we covered Chuck and we covered Human Target. Yep, two fun what, shows. <laughs> Human Target
0: you can pretty much find on third party internet sites since only the DVD of season one's out of print and season two never got officially released, unfortunately.
1: Okay, and... Bill Max has it. So,
0: oh, it has both yeah okay well
1: or no oh not a human oh you're right not i I, I, I meant chuck Not yeah
0: yeah chuck yeah that's the way to go if you're not so
1: what am i season 2 is wasn't available anywhere of human music
0: rise maybe it was just that it got canceled so fast and a lot of shows were doing that which is just like come on make your money back you gotta if you show no effort on a product then people aren't likely to check out your product but unfortunately it's just the common norm if it doesn't get an x amount of ratings people just throw it away which is a shame because both of these shows are just so much fun i can't imagine yeah. just wanting to know yeah, human
1: that. target could have kept going and maybe chuck went on about a season too long but yeah mm-hmm. i could have i would have enjoyed another season or two of human target as well uh good concept
0: uh, absolutely it was great having you on all right anytime